Welcome to my podcast. Um, this is Small Talk with Kutu. Really what we do here is just that, small talk. And I think sometimes it can be tedious. We just want to get to the meat of the matter. But small talk is how we get to know each other. It's the bonding glue that binds strangers and starts conversations. And who knows, long-standing friendships. So I hope as you listen that um, you have the sense that we are indeed in a conversation even though you're listening and I'm talking more of a monologue than a dialogue. But I hope you respond with your thoughts and agree or disagree. So um, today we're just um, going to talk about recent events really. what's happening in the news and the media all around you in your country, wherever you are back home, it's just, it can be overwhelming. If there's not news of conflict close by, it's news of wars far off in another land that somehow still managed to affect you. News of violence and inequality and injustice and just fears and rumors, they just, they unsettle you. So I'm just, just going to have like a, a quick rundown what we can do, how to cope in practical ways as well. I, I for one, I, I try to stay off the news as much as possible. Yes, you're meant to know what's going on in the world and around you, but sometimes We go from a healthy diet of the news to just binge, binging on the news. And mostly for some reason, we gravitate towards the news and that's bad. The news that's not quite wholesome. The, you know, rapes, murders, disappearing, kidnapping, missing persons, you know, serial killer documentaries and all kinds of things that are quite frankly they're not the best diet for your mind. So what I do personally is, and I think these are suggestions. If you have yours, you can always let me know. Of course, we learn from each other. What I do is number one, realize what I am. It's not who I am, but what I am and what you are as well. So in essence, what this means is you are a child of consciousness and it's as a child of consciousness you consume words you feed on words and images i am talking about who you are at your core what you are at your core and so when you watch the news is it's a mix a cocktail of images and words and you feed on that and that either atrophies your mind grows it or turns it into your worst nightmare, your worst enemy that you have to fight to overcome. And this is not far-fetched. You watch a movie about, you know, happy dogs or something, a clip on TikTok that's very happy, and you feel everything's not as bad after all. And all you need to do is flip on the next news channel or go to the next social media app and you see news and you feel like the world is coming to an end. It is your mind. Your mind is where you live. It is a tool 
and it's not supposed to become something that you have to fight to overcome you're supposed to use it in your own favor so the number one way of doing that is to go on a strict mental diet and when we say that because the word diet you know has fallen into a disrepute what we mean by diet is you need to control just like you control carbs and and good fats and, and trans fat and all of that you need to start controlling what you feed on the words that you feed on and the images that you feed on um, your phone is number one your phone is your access is your passport to the world and that diet that you need to go on that mental diet to restrict and to control better what you feed your spirit or your being you need to first distance yourself from the phone and i promise to give you practical um, tips and how to do this number one is when you go to bed at night keep your phone out of arm's reach meaning that you're trying to structure your life in such a way that when you wake up the next morning and you stretch out your arm, the first thing you should touch is not your phone. In the moments when you are awake from sleep, those are the times that you need to plan your day. You need to have conversations with your higher self. You need to reminisce on how the day went, how the day is going to go, how last night went, sorry, how the day is going to go and how you can be better. You go through your day, you check off things on your list, that is a time to sit down and commune with your higher self. And I don't mean this in, you know, strictly religious sense and or even if you don't believe in anything, there is a part of you that is immortal. There is a part of you that is eternal. And just when you're falling asleep or just when you are awake from sleep, be it a siesta or a long night sleep, that is best when to commune with it. So you cannot just pick up your phone with the blue light and just immediately disconnect yourself. You need to take time to marinate in the glow of waking up. Second practical tip is do not allow an alarm clock to wake you up. Number one, the thing is in the name. Alarm clock. There is no reason why you should wake up in an alarm. In an alarm state, I mean, nothing alarming should wake you up. If you notice and mimic how nature wakes up herself and her kids, nature wakes you up with chirps of crickets. That's how the morning is ushered in, chirps of crickets, a coo of a bird, chirps also of birds, you know, tweets of birds, a frog croaking in the distance, just the morning just gradually coming to be. If there's a slight shower of rain, fine. If not, the sun rises gently. You're meant to be woken up with a soft, gentle choir of, no of sounds, not noise, which is what your alarm is. So if your alarm is a persistent, annoying, you're going to wake up from the deepest sense of your own being. Alarmed, angry, and in a place, in a state that was not designed by nature. You need to be roused. There is a morning choir right outside your window. Soft, gentle sounds of nature. 
that's meant to wake you up. But we have designed what we think is superior intellect to create phones and an actual alarm clock by our bedsides that rouse us from the deep of slumber where we have rested for eight hours with an alarm. There is absolutely no reason why you should be awoken with an alarm. You should set your phone or tell your inner self, and this may sound woo-woo, but I know what I'm talking about and you do too. Try to go to bed before going to bed. Tell your subconscious mind, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, to wake you up at exactly the time you want to wake up. If you are consistent with this before the end of a week, if you intend to wake up at 4.30, exactly 4.30 or a few minutes to 4.30 or a few minutes after 4.30, you are going to be for no reason wide awake. You do not need an alarm clock to wake you up. Alternatively, if you are scared or you are afraid that you might miss a very big appointment or you may not get up in time to take care of the kids and all your money and obligations, what you can do is find a soft, gentle, calm music online. There are lots of apps for that or you can download it off your favorite music store that is full of birds, crickets, frogs, just the morning choir that nature provides to rouse her creation, you need to mimic that as your rousing sound. You need to find a different way to wake yourself up. An alarm clock is not the way. Your quality of life reduces and there is nothing that will calm you down if you are roused from your deepest sense of sleep and rest in jangling, jarring noises. The third tip I will give you is to move slower. These are practical tips that have helped me. Walk slower, eat slower. When you go on a walk with your dog in the morning, if the dog stops to sniff or to pee, you stop as well and look around you. Take time to observe nature. Take time to literally smell the roses. If you notice, that's what your dog is doing anyway. They stiff, they stop, they sniff, and they pee. <laughs> you don't need to pee. But when your dog stops to sniff a plant, you look around you. Take attention. Pay attention to nature around you. The veins on the leaves. The flower that's just about to bloom. The one that's just about fallen off. The puddle of water that you're about to step in. The grass that's growing beneath the tree. The moss and ferns growing out of a giant tree at the backyard. Notice the worm that's sniveling on that sand under your feet. A crow in flight, a nightingale singing, a mockingbird out of tune with wind chimes. You need to pay attention. The sound of a bicycle of your neighbor as they go out riding in the morning, the loud sound of a truck delivering something. You need to pay attention to nature around you, to life, just pulsating, living, breathing around you. You need to move slower. You can't just get out of bed. You're running off, you're in the car, you're in traffic, you're, you're, you're shouting at someone, you're getting to work, you don't want to be talked to until you have your morning coffee. That's not how you were designed to walk. That's not how you were designed to operate. 
you are a child of consciousness and life has been designed to spoil you but if you're not slowing down to notice you will go through life blindly and your quality of life will be dramatically reduced aren't you tired of living in fear constantly stressed angry fighting with strangers on the internet which we will come to very soon just cease from strife move slower eat slower when you have your food before you actually chew five times more than you would normally chew if you are used to gulping down food in large chunks you need to chew slower you need to swallow slower you need to take your time your digestive system is where your solar plexus your digestive system is where all your emotions are you need to calm yourself down listen life is for the living life is peaceful is beautiful the morning is roused with a very soft gentle choir during the day there may be rain there may be bright sunlight there may be thunder clapping and at the end of the day there's always a sunset a beautiful rosy sunset and no two sunsets are the same but you're just running through life if you do not slow down to notice life you will get to the end of your days and you will not have truly lived you need to know who you are you are a child of consciousness you are a child of god and i know yes we haven't been very good religious bodies representing truly what god is and so you may not want to call it god god may not exist to you but there is an eternal part of you and that part of you loves you takes care of you daily gives you breath in your nostrils digests your food grows your nails changes all of your cells makes new one come up is taking care of you even while you sleep watches over you knows your name you need to pay attention and turn to this eternal presence that is always with you and taking care of you this eternal presence is the one that always tells you don't go to this place but you go there you disobey that voice and you get you get you know bad consequences and you're like oh my mind told me not to go there this eternal presence is the one that's you remember that time that you almost died you wanted to cross the road and something snatched you off the road there's always been supernatural presence in your life but you've never paid attention to it and there's nothing so supernatural as the natural world in which you live in the sun that rises and sets millions of years without fail the earth that renews itself the animals that actually live in the forest without anyone taking care of them the natural world around you is the magic that you're looking for and you need to pay attention to it finally i want us to talk about money money is a unit of measurement it is a tool of measurement measurement of what measurement of the value of a thing just like how we use a thermometer to measure our temperature money measures the value of everything you see 
and to have a better world, to create a new heaven and a new earth, for peace to reign on earth and for there to be goodwill towards all men. There needs to be a review of how we see and use money. We need to change the monetary system and actually work together as a team, as a species, to create a better world for everyone. In our next podcast, we'll talk about how to go about this and specifically how we need to revise, how we need to install a revised version of the Keynesian proposition for Bancor. If you don't know what that means, you might want to Google it or you can wait for the next episode of Small Talk with Kutu. I hope you've had a good time listening and if you've learned anything or what you might want to add for to these practical uses for others, please let me know and we can have further chats down in the comments. Thank you.